The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. The Switch launched with 1-2-Switch, which was very much about, like, it took a lot of advantage of the, yeah. the haptic stuff. It had you, like, mm-hmm. realistically milking cows, like, <laughs> guessing yeah. how many balls were in a box, Put your you hand know? away. No, it was, it was very, you it was did like, a lot of you had, to do, you had to do it like this. Yeah, you, you had to, like, like roll your fingers, <laughs> like a finger. Yeah, we had yeah. a farmer on the Red, show. Red, can you put me in the box, please? Can you get me <laughs> out of here? Put me yeah. in the box. <laughs> did a lot of that. Anyway. Why did you put my head on Farmer Brian. But I was like, this is going to be a great tech demo. My love milk. Okay. Yum, 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 yum. Yum, 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 this has gone yum, off yum, the rails yum. really quick. Beyond, and hello and welcome to Podcast Beyond, or just Beyond. I forget if we're supposed to say podcasts or not. Episode 776, my name is Max Scoville. I'm your host, and I'm joined by Jada Griffin. Hello, everybody. If you don't say podcast, how will they know it's a podcast? What if they're watching a video? Is that a podcast? No one knows. What do these words mean? It's almost like they were made up a long time ago. It's a show, whatever that means. Josh Dew. Hi, what's up? Not welcome much. Talking about what a show is. Yeah. And Brian Altano, who's going to roll his eyes at all of us saying all these things. I'm in a little box. It's fun. How are you guys? You were very bad, and we put you over there in the corner. <laughs> For those of you who are listening is... to the show in podcast form, Brian is not in the same room as us. So That's right. I'm yeah. in jail station right now, and um, it's great. There's no games. I hate it. No, it's, it's good to be here. Um, so we have a very exciting show coming up next week. Not to say that this week's show isn't exciting. It's very exciting, but next week's is way more exciting because we had Eric Williams, the director of God of War Ragnarok, on to talk about the entire game. Um, we didn't cover the entire game. It's a very long game. It's only like an hour-long podcast, show, whatever you call it. But we talked about everything, spoilers and all. So beat that game so you can tune in for that because it's really cool. He told us a lot of great secrets. Um, again, keep an eye out for that next week. Uh, right now, though, before we get into it, we're going to be talking about the PlayStation 5 on its second anniversary. We are going to be talking about how next year is already pretty crazy for game releases. And um, we found some really weird shovelware we're going to be looking at. Uh but the PlayStation 5 is two years old. Before we get to that, just a quick plug for IGN Plus, which is IGN subscription service. It's like less than three bucks a month. It's like 30 bucks for a whole year. You get discounts on all the stuff in the IGN store. You get no ads. You get um, secret passageways. You get a uh, Map Genie Plus, which lets you basically use maps and strategy guides for all the you know the games you're playing. And then there's IGN Rewards, which is totally free. So go sign up over there. You get uh, you enter to win contests and, and stuff. Anyway, let's talk about PlayStation. Cool. The PlayStation 5 turns two this week. It came out on the 12th of November, 2020. And I figure we could kind of take a look back at what we were promised two years ago and sort of how we feel about all that now. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of weird that we're this far into a new generation and some of the hottest games of the year are still also PS4 games, which is a little bit bittersweet. But um, 
I went on the, the sort of the official like PlayStation Five like landing page, and it's it's kind of funny to kind of revisit those those big flashy buzzwords they put on the box to get us all hyped about next gen, and kind of just like reflect on did they did they deliver on that? So I figured we could give a kind of report card for you know how the how the PS Five is doing. The big thing that we got hyped up a lot on was the lightning fast loading with an ultra high speed SSD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, they nailed that, right? I, like, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I, I agree, Brian. I think they have nailed it. I think there's a lot of games that take advantage of it better than others. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I think across the board, like, I feel like I've spent way less time staring at a loading screen versus uh, <laughs> playing the game, which is, that's, that's a win in my book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very true for me, too. I mean, there's still the games that, like, have those loading screens, like, baked in as, like, you know, fake cinematics, essentially. Uh, those are, like, unavoidable, and those still kind of annoy me. But when it came to, like, fast traveling in games, right? Like, when I was playing Ghost of Tsushima on PS4, fast traveling was, like... Uh, kind of a pain i'd have to like weigh my options be like okay how long will this take if i just ride the horse over there versus how long is the loading screen gonna take but then when that expansion came out and then i played on ps5 i was just like oh i'll just zip everywhere it's super fast mm -hmm. i remember the first game i played on ps5 was spider-man miles morales and then i was like even just jumping into that game from boot up to literally playing was like 30 seconds and i was just like blown yep. away uh I, I think they've done a great job with that. Yeah, I think the shortest load time I had was like playing The Last of Us before the Last of Us Part One before they did the 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 remake on PS5. Playing the PS4 remaster version, I think it was like six to twelve seconds to load from start to finish. And Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart also had that too. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was is probably my fastest, my favorite fastest loading game because it was just so quick to jump into the action. Yeah, Brian, yeah what I think you? the fact that. Well, uh, we, you know, we haven't really gone back to PS4, right? None of us here. I don't know if any of you actively have a PS4 still plugged in that you play, but I feel like it, the PS5 loading times are one of those things that are so good that we don't really think about them. It's like kind of the opposite of a feature, you know, like it's, it's, it's like when the camera is really good in the video game, you don't have to babysit it. You don't mm -hmm. complain about it and you don't even really compliment it. You just expect it to work and it does. And I think PS5 nails that. Um, PS4 load times were pretty dreadful at times and way worse on the PS3 before that. But the fact that none of us like are actively paying, playing PS4 games, I think if we went back in, plug those systems in again, we'd be like, oh God, that was horrible. <laughs> Never yeah. doing that again. So yeah, we have it pretty good. Remember the, the Horizon Zero Dawn load times on the PS4? Mm -hmm. Those ones were just astronomical in time. The one that I remember is Jedi Fallen Order. Like, I oh, think that one. the huge downside for that game for me was like anytime I died, which was a lot, loading times were <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> I, was, I wonder if, I don't know, if I play it on PS5 now, is that possible? I can, right? It's like yeah, backwards I think they I think they even mm -hmm. released a PS5 version, maybe? Maybe. Or they yeah, there's a PS5 update, yeah. one okay. of the two. If there's, yeah. yeah, maybe it's fixed and maybe I'll enjoy it more this time around. But man, yeah, I don't think I'd ever go back. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I I think I just purposely turned the difficulty down, partially because I suck, but also because I was like, I, I'm not going to bother with the challenge if the load time is really just yeah. you know, it's like being put on timeout. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I think that's the key thing here is that like the the places we're really seeing the shine is obviously with like proprietary first party Sony PS5 games. There haven't really been a ton of those, you know. No. Like we've seen we've seen kind of a handful of sort of like 
you know, Miles Morales is obviously like that's a you know cross gen game, but they put a lot of oomph into the sort of PS5 version. Uh, Demon Souls, you know, huge huge instance of that. I think anecdotally, uh, I've I've played Elden Ring both on Series X and on PS5, and it's like it's noticeably shorter load times on PS5. Oh really? Hmm. I mean, it's not like a huge you know huge difference, but it's yeah. it's a, it's enough of a difference that it is noticeable, which is kind of cool to get that sort mm-hmm. of side by side. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tricky. It's I feel like it's the same issue with like uh, you know the the PS3 where it's like it is it's it's depends on whether or not the developers want to bend over backwards to fully take advantage of this thing and if they're developing for multiple platforms then like why 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 bother you know <laughs> like why I'm 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 glad we saw some footage of that lobster because I think it's important coming towards the end of the year <laughs> to think about when we're thinking about game of the year that we think about that moment we have with that lobster and you know a good one. i think i might rescind my game of the year submission because i i hate that lobster that what guy, <laughs> he beat the crap out of me all the time he kept spitting well yeah that's you know, like speaking of attacks. speaking of FromSoft games like we uh, you know i legally have to say bloodborne every time i'm on this show but bloodborne initially had like 60 second long loading times and i remember our reviewer at the time was basically like you can do push-ups and you'll get super strong if every time you die in a boss. And they patched that and got better and better. But yeah, we we're we're doing better in in the loading department. Yeah, so that's a, that's a huge one. Um, other stuff is definitely more in the sort of bells and whistles category. In some cases, kind of kind of literally, uh, you can you can uh, have deeper immersion with support for haptic feedback, which again doesn't really i mean it depends on your uh i guess your 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 bar for immersion like yeah. I, if you go to like a local a local small town haunted house and you get like frightened very easily then maybe a vibration will be like whoa it's like i'm really there um <laughs> but i think it's i think it's fun i love it in you know in in astrobot that is mm-hmm. definitely the best example of like the dual sense doing oh, interesting stuff and like i really like like it within you know we get a lot of characters that use bows you know ghost of tsushima we got horizon like and it's great i feel like i used it in uh horizon forbidden west for probably the first 10 15 hours of my playthrough and then i turned it off because it was just it got to be a little too much are you talking the mm-hmm. the triggers or the feedback the triggers sorry okay. yeah yeah no i mean it's, it's definitely the same basic thing but yes yeah um but yeah oh yeah with the haptic feedback i think uh i'm trying to think what other ones were like i think returnal is probably returnal is the best one it's yeah. probably the best one um and what, what made it so good about returnal i never played returnal so. you need to play um, returnal you need to go well, in the first, box yeah but red, I, let's I put, can't let's do put, that right now red let's put josh in the box and yeah. get brian out of the box um <laughs> returnal basically had different haptic feedback for like every weapon in the game um, oh, okay and then yeah. and like there was a lot of environmental stuff too but like the weapons specifically gave you like little bits of feedback and and vibration based on trigger pulls and how uh how many bullets you had left and stuff like that so without even looking at um your counter in the corner you could kind of get a feel through muscle memory of how many clicks you had left in your gun oh, that's it's like really my cool, thing yeah. with yeah it's real I, I think you'd really dig it my thing with haptic feedback is that when it's really well done it's so good that when devs kind of skimp on it, it's noticeably missing for me. Like, I don't, oh. I don't think they skimped on it for God of War, but like, it wasn't really, like, I don't think any of us were really like, oh man, oh man, that was amazing. Like they did that so well there. It just yeah. sort of functioned as you expected. I right? wasn't like hyped for that game because I'm like, I can't wait to see the feel of the vibrations. But like, I was a little bit let down that like this massively anticipated first party game didn't do more with it. Like mm-hmm. sort of sliding down zip lines. Good, yeah. yeah. There's some good vibrations. Yeah, more <laughs> climbing over a rock. Yeah, like, yeah. Good, like humph, you know, like that's that's cool. But again, it's like it's a it's a gimmick. Out of Wahlberg. It is a gimmick. <laughs> 
no, I think um, I'm trying to think of an instance where it was like actually in God of War. No, of just of, of any game where it's really been kind of like impressive for me or like has you know yeah. changed anything. And it's I like, ha- you know, yeah. it's yeah. If I play Returnal, maybe my answer would be Returnal. But like for me right now, like if we're if we're grading these features on like would I go back to the PS4 or something? Like would I care or I miss it? Like, you know, obviously the I mean, lightning the- fast SSD, I'd miss it. Going back mm-hmm. to PS4, I don't know if I'd miss haptic feedback. Like, I, if I had to go back to that DualShock whatever, like, and I, there was no more little vibrations every time I walk on the beach with, you know, little sand and water, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. care. Like, okay. and it, those things for me are, like, little flourishes. Mm-hmm. And, like, unless I'm in a VR headset, like, immersion with a controller is not a big priority You're still me. holding a controller. Yeah, at the end of the day, you're holding a controller. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it's if, it's funny because the, yeah. the the switch launched with one two switch, which was very much about like it took a lot of advantage of the, yeah. the haptic stuff. It had you like <laughs> realistically milking cows, like <laughs> guessing yeah. how many balls were in a box. Put your you hand know? away. No, it was it was very. It, it was like you had, to do, you had to do it like this. Yeah, you, you had, had to like, like roll your fingers. Like a finger. Yeah, we had yeah. a farmer on the Red, show. Red, can you put me in the box, please? Can you get me out of here? Put me in the box. Did a lot of that. Anyway, why did you put my head on Farmer Brian? But I was like, this is going to be a great tech demo. I love milk. This has gone off the rails really quick. Okay, I think I think no controller should ever have rumble again after that. I think we just we just got the right revoked here. We just took it away. Also, I like the idea that you were like, yeah, if the PS5 fails our report card, it's going to have to repeat a generation. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half-Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. You're probably all aware of the Callisto Protocol, the survival horror game coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC platforms on December 2nd. And if you want to delve into this terrifying universe a little bit early, you should check out Helix Station. It's a Callisto Protocol narrative companion podcast starring Gwendolyn Christie and Michael Ironside. IGN is publishing and distributing Helix Station in partnership with Striking Distance Studios. In episode two, Percy, Kane, and company tracked an escaped prisoner to Helix Station, which is a deep space outpost that's been abandoned for 20 years, and something terrible clearly happened there, and it looks like things are only going to get worse, which is bad for them, but makes for good radio. Here's a sample of episode three. What are we looking at? What is this thing? That mouth could devour a small child in one bite. It's disgusting. No one said nothing about a Frankenstein monster in a box. Everybody, just calm down. Calm down? It's got tentacles sticking out of its back. What aren't you two telling us? We're here to secure your fugitive, so why is this thing here frozen in ice? Listen, Percy, you got the same information as us. Doesn't feel like it. Someone better start talking, and fast. I don't like being left out of the loop. Out of the loop? (laughs) Remember, you're just here to be our guide dog. A guide dog? That's right. And I'm the one holding the leash. So I suggest you don't go sticking your nose where it don't belong. Careful. This old guide dog bites. And she doesn't like being lied to. Hear that? It came from the cockpit. Go on, Metzger. Lead the way. Oh, I will. I'm not shy. Where'd they go? Come on out. We know you're in here. We're not gonna hurt you. That is, unless you make us. Percy, closet. Yeah, okay. Don't touch the door, Percy. How about we break the glass on the fire axe and hack our way in? could be something in there. Oh, I know there's something in there. And whatever is behind that door has from the count of three to open up. Or it's getting a few leaks. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Careful now. Could be one of those frozen things. I say we just paint the door red and find out after. One. This is your last chance. Kane here ain't too good at counting. Two. Three. That was a sample of episode three of Helix Station, a Callisto Protocol companion podcast that's coming out leading up to the release of the game on December 2nd. The first three episodes are out now and new ones are airing every Thursday and you can find them wherever you get your podcasts. Um, (laughs) 
But yeah, the, the adaptive triggers, I think, is like as far as like a, a, a bell and a bell and or whistle that's actually like a new thing that that felt like kind of interesting like yeah. it, it felt like a i mean the xbox one had something like that where it was like we put extra vibrators in this trigger so when you drive mm -hmm. your car off the road it like it hurts or something whatever <laughs> yeah. and like it was kind of cool they sort of they did that I, I played um i played a ton of uh uh black ops cold war and i was like really like i'm an i'm an idiot so i was like really stoked that like the different guns had like different trigger feel mm -hmm. to it i was like whoa it's i and it was like I talked to Sydney Goodman, who used to work here, rest in peace. Um, and she was like, yeah, I, I turned that shit off because I'm trying to be better at the game. And I was like, oh, well, I'm never going to be good at the game. So I enjoy the gimmickry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the, you know, I feel like people are like we, we saw like a, a new Razer announced like a PS5 controller that doesn't have any of the vibrations, any of the haptics. Because they're like, who who is trying to be good at games who gives a, a, like a rat's ass about that? It's completely, mm -hmm, right. you know, it's frivolous. It's I, silly. I loved it. I loved it in uh, Rift Apart because it had yep. like the little pinball gun and that was like that was the that was probably one of the best uses mm -hmm. but it also made my hands hurt just yes. playing it because that was, was like to bring that it, it was a great gun and it was a great use of it but i think it was scaled a little too far and it's so yeah. like after using it like each after you ran through each clip i was like okay i'm not using this gun for the rest of this level it's like a it's like a like a physical cooldown on your own hands yes like, <laughs> you don't have to put it in the game it's like i will take a break don't worry like i need yeah. to cool my own fingers down no, the first time you pulled those triggers and they resisted and pushed back and like locked, it, mm -hmm. that like almost scared me because I was like, you can do that. And then after a while, I was like, please stop doing that. It hurts. I want yeah. them. I want some game to go like really hard with it and just like make it so that you can break your controller by accident. Like, make it so that if you're really trying to, be, it's like it's just really like a real. I want. Finger. I want developers to have like a like a live event to where they control the the pressure of the control of the the, the triggers on the fly. Yeah. So like as you're playing, like they're moving it. Like oh, it's locked. Like red light, green light, but the but it's with the triggers. They should make a thumb wrestling yeah. game where. You use your, your index your figure, fingers yeah. to do the, the thumb rub. It That'd feels like stupid. a very like Kojima thing to take like advantage of. Like I feel like you'd do something where there's mm -hmm. like a quick time event and it's like press R2 to like prevent yourself from getting hit and he just locks it. And it's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, oh, I can't. <laughs> no, totally. That was like, I mean, he did a bunch of stuff like that with the, with, with the I think it was a PS2 controller with like the dual analog right. of like mm -hmm. where it was like. If you're like if you if you hang on to someone's neck too hard, they pass out, and then you have to slap them to wake them up. I forget, whatever, you know, yeah, right. Kojima. The other thing, 3D audio was a big thing that got hyped up a lot, and again, that's mm -hmm. one of those things that sort of that. I, I think the most exciting breakthrough with that was the fact that they managed to make the 3D audio compatible with like the crappiest TV speakers, mm -hmm. but they didn't add that until a year after the PS5 launched, which. Have you have have you have you messed with that? Like have you I guys... don't use the 3D audio through speakers, but I use the the Pulse headset, and I love yeah. it. That's pretty much how I play all my games. Um, but it's also part. I also kind of have to because my partner doesn't play the games pre-release like I do, and I don't want to spoil mm -hmm. them for him. So it's kind of out of a uh, you know concern for him, a courtesy to him. Um, but yeah, I love the Pulse audio. It's really great. Returnal again is another fantastic use of it. You can really tell where all the creatures are that are surrounding you. Um, I want to say uh, Ghost of Tsushima also incorporated mm -hmm. it well in their PS5 version that they upgraded. Um, there's a lot of lot of great games that use this Pulse audio, and I really love it. Like it's it's great. It's and it's beautiful for like FPS when I'm playing Apex. Like I can yep. tell where I'm getting shot from or when somebody's sneaking up on me. So like I can kind of hide in a corner for them to pass by and then shoot them in the back as they run by because you know strategy. Huh. When I uh, when I previewed Resident Evil 4 remake a couple weeks ago, 
they had it set up for the pulse headsets and it sounded awesome. And like, mm-hmm. obviously that's like very old game. So it's, you know, it, there's anything new in there is going to impress me a little bit, but like being able to hear villagers just kind of grumbling around town was super cool. But yeah, I think uh, Resident Evil Village handled it really well too. Like I remember that opening section with just the werewolves jumping around and hearing them in, you know, spatial audio and stuff was, was awesome. I mean, that's, a, that's a key thing is calibrating it. That's always the truth yeah. with like, mm-hmm. with sound stuff. And they yeah. had the whole thing where they're like, what, you know, you listen to like the sound of a babbling brook and calibrate the headset to your thing. And it's, I don't know, it's, uh, I, I guess it sort of comes down to like your own ears of the beholder or what have you. Yeah, um, I had no idea they like had like enabled it for crappy TV speakers because I play on crappy TV speakers. Uh, so maybe I'll calibrate yeah. and see if I can notice a difference even because that's something I feel like, especially when it's just two speakers right in front of you and it says 3D audio. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be effective. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'll give it a shot. I'll report back. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the big thing that they promised was an all-new generation of incredible PlayStation games, and I I'm, I'm, I could be missing some, but we've got, as far as, like, straight-up PS5 games that aren't anywhere else, we've got Astro's Playroom, Demon Souls, Destruction All-Stars, that old chestnut, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, the 7.5.2.5D, what have you, uh, Returnal, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, Last of Us Part One. though that's kind of debatable because it, again, is, you know, it's a... Re- remake, re- rehash thing. So, I guess we should just what what are we what are we gonna grade the PS Five for its for its sophomore year? It's just it's about to become yeah. a junior in high school or whatever. Uh, I think I'm giving it like a solid B plus A minus. Like I feel like the PS Five has been really good over the last two years. It's kept me entertained. Um, you know, there's definitely been some hits. And there's been a lot of misses. Um, but I feel like the promise is still there. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of games that are lined up for 2023 that will hopefully deliver better on these. So mm-hmm. you know, giving it points for for optimism. Yeah, I'd give it like a B minus, maybe. Like everything like that we listed besides the lightning fast SSD for me, I'm like not crazy about. I can do without. Uh, they don't really add too much to the gaming experience for me besides making my fingers a lot more buff uh, because of those. <laughs> I, I was going to say something. They look. They look. Um, ah, I know. Thank shredded. you for noticing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like I think I might go into bulking season right now, so maybe just get some more. Uh, dis- you gotta yeah. add them. Add some finger. <laughs> add some finger weights. You gotta get those like like you know those weighted gloves. <laughs> weighted glo- gamer gloves. Gamer gloves. Get some gloves. to work out my gamer, gamer fingers. <laughs> Brian, uh, what about you? Uh, I would say a, a B B minus feels feels right. Like this is um we're we're two years in and it feels like we're still not necessarily like we haven't let go of the PS4 just yet. Like this obviously is there's global factors that have put that in play, right? Chip shortages and um, COVID and all this other stuff. And like, it's, it's just been really hard for people to get these systems. And I think if they did, there'd be a larger install base and developers would feel more incentivized to kind of like move on and let go. But with hundred plus million PS4s out there, they're going to be some cross-generational games for a while. But I do feel like God of War sort of like, cap that off a little bit and next year we're going to kind of move into like a new era where things will get to be a little bit more solidified as like this is the ps5's time now ps4 will be left behind and i think it's going to really find its way like it's Mm -hmm. it's doing really well right and that's that's great um i just really i want developers to just be like we are 100 focusing on ps5 hardware and we're making ps5 games now yeah i'm i'm right there with you on that I think I think B minus is kind of where I was at. I w- it would have been a straight A plus for me, but I really really like the accolades feature, and they got rid of it. So just <laughs> cutting it down to size, you know. I would I would pay 
an extra 50 euros for a PS5 if they had accolades. And in some places of the world, I'd be forced to because they raised the mm -hmm. price too. Anyway. And themes. Bring back themes. <laughs> bring back the themes. Stop no. showing me ads of people playing a game on Twitch in low res. Bring me, I, I want my Bloodborne theme I got from the platform. That would the be platform. nice. Give it to no, me. That, that, that chip shortages is one of the worst enemies of gamers since Michael Transactions. Him, him and Michael Transactions <laughs> are the worst. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and right. Robert Tomatoes, that review guy, I hate him. <laughs> yeah, well, he luckily stays away from games. <laughs> Josh, you made a game for us. Yeah, this is a new little game that we're going to play. Uh, I mean, did you guys do any Mad Libs growing up? Never, mm -hmm. not once. Do you know never? What? Really? I don't think I've ever actually done a Mad Lib. Whoa. I know what they are, but I've never actually done them. Okay, well, we'll play Jada's first Mad Lib ever. I did a lot of cross- I did a to, lot of- uh, Revolutionary game designer, <laughs> yes. Josh, too. Where... I did a lot of word searches and crossword puzzles. Jada would have been like, this but... is an amazing game, you should have this. <laughs> <laughs> crossword puzzles and word searches are like the, like, that's the good, the good version of, like, Mad Libs is like the evil brother version of those games, because it's chaos. Yeah, it is it's pure not, There's chaos. no deliberate and answers. everybody in our audience knows I love chaos, so I'm excited mm -hmm, for this great. Mad Libs. Uh, the concept behind this- Mad Libs game, essentially. I took the back cover uh, descriptions of some games, uh, which is usually kind of vague, but tells you a little bit about the game, a little synopsis, and then I swapped out some keywords, uh, and I'm going to ask you to fill them in without knowing what the context is, and then I'll read our new game summary, and you're going to have to guess what the original game was. Okay, quick question. Oh, wow. Quick yeah. question. Are these PS4 mm -hmm. and PS5 games... Specifically, yeah. yes. Like Jada, you don't have to be so like competitive. They are the video. Games. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not. I, I, they are video games that you can it's play the journey, on the not PlayStation. The, the, the reason why I, I bring this up is because the last time I bought a physical media to read the back cover of a game was like the begin, like year two of the PS4. Yeah. So it's probably been about what eight years Look, since i've bought a physical yeah. media PS4? well i don't i'm not it's testing the, you on your knowledge of the back cover of video games it's the games. same text they put on the psn page it's, it's yeah fine. okay it's, it's the same right. text all right um we'll just go around in a circle and i'll ask you to give me a whatever and then i'll fill it in and then i'll read the whole thing um brian can you give me a number just any number I mean, it's Mad Lib, so I have to give it the only number you can ever give in Mad Lib, yep. which is 69. Right? Great. Nice. Great. Okay. Uh, Max, can you give me an adjective? Freaking enormous. Freaking enormous. Oh, that's, that's, what, that's my, my modifier to Mad Libs is I like to do compound. And it, trust me, Great. it makes it better. It makes it way more fun if you do like a little. <laughs> Jada, can do a you little give me Christopher Walken. A noun. Firecracker. Firecracker. Why? How'd you do that so quickly? Why? You had no. that one saved. Uh, Brian, give me a place. I did a lot of improv growing up. Um, Hoboken, New Jersey. Hoboken, New Jersey. Hoboken. Uh, Hoboken. Uh, Max, can you give me a, a name? Any name at all? Rowdy Roger. Rowdy Roger. <laughs> Uh, Jada, an event. Uh, a christening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we should put a timer on these. Just to, yeah. Uh, Brian, a plural noun. Um, farts. Farts. <laughs> Great. Max, uh, an, an RPG class. Wow. <clears throat> um... Incompetent pastry chef. Incompetent <laughs> pastry chef. 
Uh, Jada, a noun, please. Uh, jackfruit. Jackfruit. Uh, Brian, an adjective, please. Um, uh, poopsie. Poopsie. <laughs> uh, I wonder That's what that means. And Max, finally, a place. Um, the Fortnite store. The Fortnite <laughs> store. <laughs> At the mall. Uh, actually, Jada, I need an adjective. That's the last one. Adjective? Yeah. Um, uh, crazy. Crazy. Uh, all right. So <laughs> if you think you know it, uh, as I'm reading this, you can call it out. But if you're wrong, you are locked for the rest of the reading. It's like Jeopardy, wow. I guess. Mm -hmm. So you can buzz in whenever. But if you get it wrong, they changed uh, Jeopardy a lot since the last time I watched. It. I know. I yeah. Poor. Uh, you have to ask us really poopsy now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do not have to answer in the form of question. All right. In the late 69th century, <laughs> a ruthless, crazy firecracker invades the Fortnite store in a quest to conquer all of Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs> but for Rowdy Roger, one of the last frickin' enormous farts, <laughs> the christening has just begun. <laughs> Set aside incompetent pastry chef tradition and forge a new path, the path of the jackfruit, as you wage an a poopsie war for the freedom of Hoboken, New Jersey. What is Ghost of Tsushima? That is correct. That is wow. Ghost of Tsushima. Wow, that was quick. What led you to... Wow. To guess uh, the whatever you said, like tradition, whatever the mm. tradition one. That yeah. was like that's like that's only one PlayStation game that could be like is recent that would make sense. Was going against tradition. Is is that, on PC? that was amazing. I had yeah, I was lost there. Totally lost. <laughs> I don't think it's on PC. Okay, yet. when they put that on PC, I want that game to get modded in. I yeah. want that version of it. <laughs> yeah. Can we get those Rowdy Roger the fighting floor? the firecrackers at the Fortnite store? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's great is there kind of were firecrackers in Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yeah you're what the, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Was there Jack on that Monkey if, Island that they made you go to? No, I don't think okay, so. Okay, that's good. It would have smelled horrible. <laughs> if somebody mods a christening into Ghost of Tsushima, we should check on them. <laughs> and make sure they're okay that's a that's a lot of work for not a lot of payoff yeah that's fair all right so that is definitely not a game that's coming out in 2023 i, I maybe who knows i don't it could be that the crazier things have happened maybe poopsier things have happened um Boken. yeah so 2022 is, is wrapping up 2023 is what comes after that if you've been checking your local calendar uh in 2022, 66 games have been delayed so far, and not all of these have been pushed to next year, but a lot of them have, uh, which means that we're basically getting double prizes next year. We're getting a whole lot. There's a bunch of games that got announced in, like, there's games that got announced at the PS5 reveal event that aren't out yet, that have still getting, getting pushed down the road. Um, we're probably going to get more 2023 release dates at the Game Awards coming up in a few weeks. Um, so I figure we just take a look at how absolutely, completely bonkers the first three months of 2023 are. Mm -hmm. You ready for this? Yeah. 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 Okay. So January 24th, we got Forspoken. On January wait. 27th, we have Dead Space Remake. On the Forspoken. Forspoken. On <laughs> February 3rd, we've got Dead Island 2. This isn't everything. This is just some highlights, and I'm sure there's going to be like some stuff in there that people get mad at me for skipping over, but uh, sound off in the comments. Uh, yeah, February 3rd, Dead Island 2. I I'm skeptical. Uh, the 10th, Hogwarts Legacy. The 14th, Wanted Dead, which is that weird, um, you know. It's like. It's like a Ninja Gaiden-esque yeah, kind of style. Uh, you know, it's it's the, yeah, it looks, I'm, I'm curious. And then, of course, there's um, there's a couple heart-themed games right around Valentine's Day. On the 17th, there's Wild Hearts. On the 21st, there's Atomic Heart, which I think is, uh, there's, and then there's Like a Dragon Ishin, which is huge. Then there's, on the 22nd, there's the PlayStation VR 
and apparently 20 plus launch games, which I'm not even going to try to list half of those that have been revealed, but there's Jeez. a bunch there. On the 24th, there's Octopath Traveler 2. On March 3rd, there's Wolong Fi Fallen Dynasty. There is, it's the Team Neo one. There is, on the 9th, there's Skull and Bones. Again, I'm skeptical. And then on the 24th, there's Resident Evil 4 Remake. That's Jeez. through March, and that's some of that's some of them. That's a few of the games. Man. Yeah, I mean, there's still like ones like you said. There's games that we saw in like earlier showcases for PlayStation that haven't gotten a release date. Little Devil Inside mm -hmm. is a big one that I know a lot of people have been looking forward to. It's a smaller title, but it's got a lot of hype behind it, and I'm really excited for that one myself. So hopefully, we get a a date for that one sooner rather than later. Yeah, um, there was the one. It was like a, a dinosaur high school or something. I can't remember. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Are you it talking was, about Doka V? No, it was like a. It was has one of the indies that like, off of the PS5 launch. So long, something high or something like that. Yes. I totally forget the name of. Yes. That was like the PS5 launch reveal. I don't remember this. Goodbye, one at Volcano all. High. What yep, in the world? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's by Co that's uh, the the studio that did Nog, I think. Um, oh, I remember this. Yeah, I so do that, not remember this one at I all. I can't imagine why you wouldn't be able to keep track of every game that was announced in 2020 that isn't out yet in. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've never seen this footage before. You, this you is have, all well, brand you, new you to were, me. You should pay better attention. To I should when they probably because this looks this is an important game to talk about. It does look great, and I'm I'm actually kind of into it. So yeah. no, I'm, I'm not I'm not I don't mean to, to I don't mean to poke fun though. It does it is like a dinosaur high, high school game. Anyway, there's a bunch of huge games coming out. We don't even know if this is one of them. This is presumably maybe coming out in, in 2023. <laughs> I hope so. But uh, yeah, I mean. We, <laughs> This is, it's kind of a crazy year to look at it. And there's also like, there's, there's, a, again, there's a bunch of stuff that kind of fell through the cracks there. So what are you, what are you, what are you playing? What are you looking forward to next? Uh, Forspoken. That's mm -hmm. my big one. I've really dig the, the comp, the double may cry combo style mixed with magic. Um, mage is always my go-to class when I play RPGs, um, except for Final Fantasy XIV, which is weird. I like to tank. I play a paladin. But either way, um, usually I play the mage classes, so I'm really excited excited to see how that kind of plays in real time. And I feel like it's looked better the more that we've gotten to see on it versus the early stuff and when they got roasted for that one really, like cringy trailer that they did <laughs> um but other than that I'm, I'm super excited for forspoken that's my big one yeah what are you playing after that because you got like uh <laughs> oh uh you know I'll, I'll literally i'll finish forspoken by the time dead space remake comes out three days later um so i'll be playing dead space remake um but also wild at hearts uh wild hearts is my other big one because i'm a huge monster hunter fan mm -hmm. um and this is from the uh spiritual successor of the token series um so i'm really excited to see how this one kind of shapes up in the preview um that i think casey did um uh, for us it was very promising so i'm excited to see how this one actually uh plays out yeah Josh, what about you? Wild at, Wild at Heart was like a movie, right? Because I always read that as Wild as yes. Wild, Wild at, at well. Heart is the Nicolas Cage, Laura Dern, David Lynch movie where he's wearing okay. the exact same outfit as Gora Majima from Yakuza. I think there's also, uh, there was like a Switch game, I think, from um, Annapurna called Sayonara Wild Hearts or something like yes. that. Um, yeah. And that was like a, like a rhythm platformer type thing. Man. So yeah, you know, Heart is just a very popular popular thing to include in your game right now yeah i mean there are two games here that have dead in their title and then two games here that have heart in their title <laughs> yeah dead heart hopefully comes out uh sometime the year after um <laughs> dead heart. or heart dead yeah heart dead dead heart hearts dead. is already on steam damn it <laughs> oh wait it's not out yet that could be coming out oh, dead dead heart. Heart. Coming soon. Yeah, there we go dead hearts, dead hearts. <laughs> 
Dead Hearts is my most anticipated game. Uh, Doesn't even I'm not, know like, what it's crazy about. about this whole list. Actually, there's really? nothing. No there's nothing on here that like sticks out for me as like I gotta play that. Mm-hmm. I think. What about Wolong? Because I know you're a big Ghost of Tsushima fan, and like, so you like that kind know. of combat. But I don't know. Do you like Souls games or no? I I enjoy them. Yeah, I but feel like, like I, I just, for me, I. I I'm very like cautiously optimistic for games that I might want to play and like I'm never going to like really sink my teeth or invest into something until like closer to release I think okay. and I start hearing things that maybe uh it'll live up to the hype or whatever like Hogwarts Legacy for me is like one of those games that you know that world that it's set in is like oh this looks like interesting and then like the character customization stuff looks great uh but it looked like the more I see of it, I'm like, wow, this game is trying to do a lot. And the more a game tries to do, I'm also like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you can pull it all off. Uh, it might be a little too crowded. So that's how I feel about that one. As well as like Skull and Bones is like one of those games that like, I don't know. They're really hyping it, but then also like half-assing the hype at the same time. Mm-hmm. I well, have I mean, no idea what that game is I mean, they're undercutting be. it every time they hype it up. They, they hype it up for a week or two, and then they're like, oh, hey, by the way, we're delaying it three months. Yeah, yeah. that's like the yeah. boat who cried wolf. Like, it's just that we've been talking about that game. For... They are literally taking the wind out of their sails. There we go. There mm-hmm. it is. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so, it's, what, it's coming out in February. I was at Gamescom uh, this past summer, and they, like, had a giant booth there. And apparently did not show any gameplay. So I'm just like, what? Which is so bizarre. I played, I literally played it at E3 2016 or 2017, the old version of it. That's not the same anymore. But the fact that five years, four or five years later, it's not playable or like, it's just, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. Well, that and Dead Island 2 are both like very weird. Like these are not Mm -hmm. the, you know, it's the ship of Theseus. Some more literally for Skull and Bones, but like, it's like, they've clearly like taken these games apart and put them back together. Dead Island 2 is like a completely different game from what it was originally announced as, which I I played that at like PAX 2013, maybe. Yeah. It's been so long since Dead Island has been a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's again. There's just a lot to, a lot to jump into. But Brian, I don't really need to ask you because I know the answer. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's. I'm gonna Hogwarts say Dead Space Legacy. remake. You can't wait. No, to get over no Brian's got the, Brian pre-ordered the PSVR. That's where that's where all his money's going. He's not gonna have right. money for Resident Evil. Yeah, right. Um, actually, like I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm a little muted on the PSVR launch lineup currently. Like pre-orders went up literally today as we recorded this, and it seems like they sold out like instantly, which is great. But I'm a little like there. I, I don't know enough about the Horizon game, but there isn't an there isn't like a killer app there for me yet. But I'm 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 watching that space. Um, for me, it's Dead Space remake, Resident Evil Four remake. Obviously, I, I like old games, the fresh coat of paint. But also, um, one that I think we skipped over was um, what's it called? One Star Piece Wars Odyssey. Jedi. You cannot one wait piece for that. Odyssey. Love love that boy in his his little shoes or whatever. <laughs> no, uh, Star Wars <laughs> Jedi Survivor. That <laughs> Does that have um, a release date? Yeah, I think have... theoretically it's supposed to come next year. I think oh, it's, yeah, there was know. like an earnings call or something, wasn't there? Like, yeah. yeah, it's scheduled for yeah. Q1, I believe. Mm-hmm. But okay. yeah, we don't mm-hmm. have any like yeah. official dates. But yeah, this is that's a big one for me too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so that'll be really cool. I'm 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 hoping that they that they nail this game and it comes out. And like I feel like the first one was a really good foundation and really good re- groundwork. And it was like the map was kind of wonky and like the the combat like there was a little jank a little around the edges you know that that word we love to throw around for things that when things don't like totally line up like they should um but i'm excited for this game i'm a huge star wars fan so it should be cool one thing that i really hope we get next year is 
more stuff for Elden Ring, just like a big kind of extra zone or an island or like some horrible pit full of garbage men to, to kill, you know? Like yeah. that's that'll be a good time for me. I love mm-hmm. Elden Ring. Yeah. My so. my DLC dream for Elden Ring is to you get a them to add an island that you can customize out with mobs of yourself and you can have you can then set yourself as the boss and when people <laughs> invade you they have to play through your dungeon to get to you. <laughs> that's my dream for Elden Ring wild. DLC. Yeah. Like tell me that's not like a great idea that you would love to play like I, yeah, I mean, you probably great. wouldn't want to go through my dungeon, but... I hope you I'm... get stuck with a thousand of yourself because being with one is insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a, a mode where you could just fill, like, a tunnel with those lobsters. Just put a hundred lobsters yeah. in there and yeah. fight them all. Welcome to the crab them. shack. You're gonna die. Oh, man. You get, like, yeah. a butter sword. That would be great. You yeah. Get, like, yeah, you create the memeiest dungeons. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't see them doing that. I don't really... I don't yeah. know. I could see them doing either. something where, like, I mean, in the same way that, like, the Mimic tier was like, oh, here's, like, another one of you made out of Alex mac or whatever and like you you know something like that where you're like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna have like an ai component of myself but it's also like it's i don't think they're gonna really reinvent the wheel i feel like if we're gonna get you know dlc it's gonna be you know like a like a ring city or a you know hunter's hunter's nightmare kind of thing there's also like the coliseum that was like there's also the coliseum that was like blocked off that we never got to go in because alexander is there chilling so Mm -hmm. maybe that's part of it yeah i don't know i mean that's again we don't know anything about that um that's that's like my big hope that we get that revealed at the game awards that we get like Mm. a big oh like a big trailer then hopefully it's actually comes out sooner rather than later we don't have to wait like another three years for it or something but as far as like stuff coming out next year I don't know. Like, I there's there's definitely like a lot of very big games. You know, I feel yep. like oftentimes there's like a handful of noteworthy things in the first quarter that like you know there's maybe one or two. Capcom is kind of they've been pretty good about staking out like February and March for like usually a Resident Evil game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of wild that this is what we're looking at. And also as far as like on the PS5 front, like we don't really know what Sony's doing. Like, what's the next big? I mean, we've got Final Fantasy 16 in the summer. Um, Street Fighter Six is, mm-hmm. I think it's Square Enix and Capcom though. Yeah, I'm talking like oh, first party. like yeah, Sony like first party. What? Yeah, I don't. Spider Man, Spider Man. I mean, right? Spider Man. Yes, yeah, next year. But after that's they, yeah, they claim it's 2023. But yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's exciting. I don't know. It's a it's a good problem to have. You know, when it rains, it pours. I feel like this this year has been, I don't know. Like l- last year was was kind of was kind of kind of bunk but this this year was like well remember some good stuff this year was supposed to be filled with a lot of things but we had 66 mm-hmm. games delayed out of yeah. it so mm-hmm. um i'm hoping that 2023 isn't a second coming of 2022 um, yeah like 45 of those games don't get delayed again or something yeah, or they yeah. keep adding to that list um, i kind of i kind of gave playstation a pass on last year because 2020 was like incredible like they they had they launched ps5 they had the last of us part two and they had ghost of tsushima and like damn that mm-hmm. was a year you know mm-hmm. so 2021 i was like yeah you guys can slack off a little bit you earned it <laughs> yeah that's fair that was a good strong launch lineup now yeah let us let us know uh, lovely beyond viewers listeners what are you looking forward to what are, what are you mad that we left off that list is it uh one piece odyssey because that comes out like january 26 right. you, you can you can roll out a christmas christmas vacation and just start playing that game about the one piece people pirates uh, yeah they're pirate talking people. about one piece I don't know because I feel like somebody's gonna get mad at me in the in the comments for not having One Piece on there. Get to it's the me. chopper. Yeah, yeah. Because do they say that? You can experience mm-hmm. Dragon no. Ball Z Kakarot. No, but there's the there is a character there is a character named Chopper. Yeah. Okay. So 
All yeah, right. We should quiz you guys on One Piece when that game comes out. I think you should yeah. quiz Brian because he loves One Piece quizzes. Whoa, you love the One Piece? No, I didn't. He got swatted for mispronouncing Luffy's name in a, in a VO once. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, the anime it's Luffa, right? Like the shower thing? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, great. So, <laughs> All right. Nailed it. Uh, so, yeah, we've, I think we've said as much as we can about a bunch of games that are probably coming out in a few months. Mm-hmm. Tune in next week. We're doing a whole spoiler cast about God of War Ragnarok. Be sure to tune in for that. That's next week coming up. Um, <laughs> but this week, Brian, you have some strong feelings about playing your games on the go. Is that right? That is right. I have a, a quick ask for Sony because it feels like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's almost the end of the year. And this is like when we, you know, we, we ask for gifts. So let's, let's do it. Hey, Sony, do you remember handheld gaming? Well, you should because you did some really cool stuff in that space before you seemingly walked away from it forever. Well, guess what? Handheld gaming is actually really big right now, and we'd love to have you back. The Nintendo Switch is a massive hit. The analog pocket sold out instantly. The Steam Deck is super popular, and every first-party PlayStation game that Sony has ported to Steam, like, I don't know, God of War, Spider-Man, Days Gone, Horizon, Sackboy, Miles Morales, Uncharted, are all verified to work on Steam Deck with the little green checkmark, meaning they're all basically handheld games already. PlayStation even recently partnered with a company called Backbone to make a DualSense-themed controller grip for your iPhone so you could play PS5 games remotely. Sony, you are right there on the precipice of handheld gaming again. You don't even need to compete with the DS or 3DS systems anymore because Nintendo consolidated their handheld and console pillars with the Switch five years ago. They're not even looking. Now's your chance. The PSP sold 80 million units. Vita sold 16 million units. PSVR only sold 5 million, and you're giving that thing a sequel. Make a handheld system. Again, some of my favorite PlayStation memories of all time happened on PlayStation handhelds. The PSP was amazing for JRPGs, puzzle games, GTA, Metal Gear, so much more. The Vita had Uncharted, Tearaway, Guacamelee, Gravity Rush, Spelunky, Hotline Miami, you name it. Even the PSP Go, which was weird, and I but I bought one and I liked it, even though I mostly used it for pirated ROMs and playing Super Mario 64 illegally and awkwardly on an airplane with that weird sliding nipple analog nub stick thing look you're giving vr a second chance and i'm happy for that but i want to take my playstation games everywhere i want to travel the world and then not look at it because my head is buried in an intense returnal run on the vita 2 or new super psp or whatever you decide to call it sony the ps5 is a smash hit psvr 2 launches next year it's already selling out pre-orders after that it's clear skies for a new playstation handheld do it for me do it for the world do it for playstation beyond wow Wow. Uh, can I just want to? I just I just want to shout you out for using nipple in your uh, your little spiel. That was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. They didn't let me use that in essays in school, so I, I had to wait till I grew up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> sure. No. Yeah. I, I th- here. Like, don't don't you guys think that we should get a new handheld? Oh, like, this is one hundred percent. It feels crazy to me that we're that we're only just getting a PSVR two, which again, like I said, like very good very happy that's happening but like in terms of small products that did reasonably well for sony like their handheld line was infinitely more successful than their v than the vr stuff and it just makes more sense right now like the world is opening back up people are out again they want to go places like yes we want to be hooked up to a tv with a single cable and play you know in intense uh claustrophobic vr games but i i love handhelds they're so cool and sony was really good at them yeah no i would love if we got the sort of I mean, I've always said that the, the Sega Nomad was something really cool because they took a last-gen console and then made it into a handheld. Like, make a mm-hmm. PS4 Pocket. 
Like, uh, yeah. like, give me a PS3 pocket. Like, there's so many games on the PS3 we can't that even are get trapped. PS3 games I know, on PS5. I know, but there's so <laughs> many games that are trapped on the PS3. Like, I feel like that would be a great market because you can play mm -hmm. all your PS4 games on your PS5, and like there's, right. the PS3 ones are only available via streaming. So if there was some way to make it to yeah. where we could get a portable PS3, well, I don't know. It's, I, it's, I it love is my weird PS3. that like you look at the sales numbers for the Switch, which are just off the charts, and then there's all that other stuff you mentioned, and it's like Sony's like, here's a new hat. It's yeah, expensive. Have fun yeah. with well, it. Don't go outside like to, wearing it. You get mugged. Some, some stuff I didn't I didn't really get into is that like you know unfortunately like the the sony brand is not really like at least on the gaming side not really crushing it in japan anymore it's just not like that is in in fact like consoles in general have kind of subsided there a little bit and like mobile games and handhelds are are kind of supreme there and nintendo's still crushing it but also like we've been talking about psvr2 and whether or not it will like tether to your pc legally in any meaningful way i'm sure someone like will mob that but like a lot of the talk about why they wouldn't do that is that if you bought that psvr and you hooked it up to steam you would just be giving money directly to Valve by buying games through Steam Deck or through Steam. And Sony wouldn't have like their own proprietary store on there. Whereas like on a handheld, they can do that. And like right now they're launching games that run functionally on Steam Deck, but they're not really making money off of the store side of that. They're just selling games on somebody else's storefront. Whereas like if they had their own, you know, PS Vita 2 or something like that, it'd have a dedicated PlayStation store and everything you bought on there would, would, would go directly to them. Like they'd, they'd own the, they'd own all that money. So I don't know. It, it just seems like the right play. And I know like they probably feel like they got kind of burned on Vita because you know, it, it sold significantly less than the previous system did, but I still think there's something there. Like there's still, there's still magic there, right? Like Sony can still pull this off. What is the killer feature a new PlayStation handheld needs for you, Brian? What's like the killer feature that like you think would just like make it sound like gangbusters i mean i think honestly like that it doesn't it doesn't necessarily need one like that's the thing and i think that's where they got bogged down in the vita right like it had like i, I mentioned tearaway um it that took advantage of like the back touch and the front screen the uncharted game had you like rubbing you know uh artifacts and removing dust from them and stuff like that sony ben worked on that before days gone like they did some really innovative stuff but like when i play my switch and i play my steam deck and stuff like that I play those things as like handhelds and yep. I just want them to have like mm -hmm. a big, pretty screen and function well and have a decent battery life with Steam Deck is not so great about, but if it, if it had like a good screen and a good battery life and a good library, that's really all it needs. Give me access to a bunch of games that I own already through PlayStation and keep it simple. You don't really need all the haptic stuff. Mm -mm. You don't really need 3d audio or, you know, uh, back back touch or no uh, i mean solar that's, the, panels. that's the stuff that, that did the made the vita hard to yeah. port you know like it's mm -hmm. I, I feel like the one thing switch has been really smart about is like nintendo has a long history of having like weird gimmicky proprietary stuff like having it i don't know having dual screens which is weird and the switch is like no it's just a you know 16.9 rectangle it's rectangle. got touch screen if you want to port your ios game over good mm -hmm. luck you know and then the rest yep. is like pretty pretty vanilla so that's yeah you know out of character but yeah i wish sony would kind of follow suit ps4 pocket i want it give me that yeah anyway i promised that we would talk about shovelware but we had we ran out of time so we're gonna have to talk what? about shovel yeah i know it's a it's a real bummer it was a it was a we'll have fun next time uh we'll actually definitely have fun next week we are talking about god of war ragnarok if you didn't miss that if you missed that the last few times i mentioned it tune in for that it's 
really good conversation. Yeah. We had a really good time talking. He today. spills a lot that. of secrets. A lot of secrets. A lot of secrets. Yeah. So do your homework. Uh, play through Ragnarok this weekend and uh, come back next week for more of that. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. On that note, uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, where can people find you, Jada? Uh, not in Hoboken, um, but you can <laughs> find Fortnite me on Fortnite Store. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jada underscore Rena, as well as on the IGN comment section. I'm there every day. Nice. And Josh, uh, on vacation. Oh, all right. Don't at me. Don't find. Don't find him. Brian, anything you want to plug? I'll be uh, in Hoboken, New Jersey this weekend at the San Gennaro Fair eating Zeppelis. <laughs> Hoboken. And, um, <laughs> no, uh, no. Just follow me on Twitter. I don't know. We're 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 making a bunch of cool stuff this year. We're piloting a bunch of shows, and like it's been fun. Yeah, it's going to be back on this one. So yeah, keep enjoying the stuff we're making because we're 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 loving it. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We will be back next week with the God of War Ragnarok spoiler cast. Did I mention it? Because to come come check that out. Secrets. Anyway, Secrets. Beyond. 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 Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.